Welcome to episode 70 of the Profit Podcast. Uh, we are co-hosting again this week, so say hello, Matt. Hey, everyone. I hope you are very good. And I am uh, your other host, Paul Campy. Today, we'll be talking through a bit of a random topic, and it was something that I threw in there after we talked about price increase last week. I wanted to also touch on um, just doing a good job. And I can't remember why this, uh, why my memory was triggered on on this topic, but I obviously listened to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks and things like that myself. And it, it was a particular audiobook. I can't remember which one it was now, but it just triggered me to think that's worth talking about. Like why, why certain people just want to do a good job of whatever they're doing day to day? Like, is there a standard process to that? Is there something that's innate in people or is there an actual skill that you can learn? So I thought I'd throw that in there, and I know Matt's made some some notes on this, but we're uh, we're going to try and talk a little bit around that, and uh, you know why some people just seem to do an amazing job of whatever they're doing, and is that a skill that you can learn, or is it something innate? Let's start with that because I know. We both talked off mic before about having jobs in the past that weren't necessarily the jobs we wanted to do, but you always wanted to do a good job of it. I remember having a job when I was in college like that, you know, working in a bloody supermarket or something part-time, and I always wanted to do the best possible job I could do of it. And I don't think it would have mattered whether I was a bin man or whatever, working in a bank. I'd always want to be good at it, if that makes sense. And I know you said something similar as well, didn't you? Yeah, I've had a few like that. I've My first job was in a chip shop. I remember I was the guy that made the chips and made the curry and the gravy and all of that. So <laughs> that was one. I've worked in Argos, um, picking picking items in the warehouse. I wanted to be the quickest at picking stock, which used to get me in trouble because I used to climb up the shelves instead of using the ladders. I, I used to work in WH Smith's. I was in charge of the stationery department. So my pens were the ones that were all in, in a straight line and facing yes. the right way and labelled up and... Yeah, I don't. I do think that when going back to what you said earlier, like innate and skill, I think it's probably a mixture of both. I think we probably have a a, a bit of that that's already in us, that's probably instilled through parenting, and then True. it's something you can also develop. I do think it's something you can develop. I, I do think as well that I've noticed this in people that that have been involved in sport. If you've played in a sport, there's just this this constant reminder, isn't there? As it, it doesn't matter how talented you are, you've got to work bloody hard. Like you've got to want it, you've got to want to win, you've got to want, you've got to want it more than your opponent, and you've got to, you've got to push. You've got to fight for that, that yeah, that standard, haven't you? Constantly, and I guess that's why it's in, why I wanted to bring it up is that it's so important. If you're talking about becoming good at what you do, it's largely the boring stuff, the day-to-day boring stuff done consistently that'll actually stand out long term. Um, it won't stand out like doing it for a day is not impressive, but doing it for 90 days consecutively, that's hard to do. So it's yeah. not like yeah. these little tiny things, you know, you might write a piece of content once and it's not that impressive, is it? If you do it once, put it out, whatever. Anybody can write a piece of content. Right? Anybody can turn up on time for every session in one day. But can you turn up for every session on time for a year? Can you do that? Like that's impressive. And those little details matter. 
especially when it comes to things like your branding. So if you're a personal trainer and you're branding yourself with a certain image and you're trying to get a certain message to a certain market, the little details matter. The little things done consistently well will really matter. So it might be something like your uniform representing your brand. Yeah, again, it's not, it's not impressive to get your uniform right one day of, out of your working life, but it's impressive to get it right every day for a year. And it's not that your clients will notice it, but they'll notice when it's not there. That's, that's the big difference. These things aren't yeah. impressive until they're not there. And then someone goes, oh, just doesn't seem quite right today. Yeah. And it's that that will kill the business. It's like Darren Fletcher in a Manchester United midfield. I never used to notice him when he was on the pitch. But when he wasn't there, I used to go, where's Darren Fletcher? <laughs> uh, that's brought something back to me. That Who is it? That was it uh, Francesco Totti said he hated being in Darren Fletcher's terror zone. <laughs> I remember he man-marked him or something in the Champions League and he said he's got Fletcher's terror zone. I couldn't stand it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what came into yeah. my head then as soon, as soon as you said you don't notice it when it's not there. Well, yeah, you notice that's it. it when it's not there. <laughs> that's it. You won't notice it until it's gone. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what these little things are all about. It's about delivering day in, day out. And I do think that starts from that whole, that old saying of how you do one thing is how you do everything. I think that starts from there. And I think it's true. Like, that's why if you have a job, say you're in a, a position now where you're not quite where you want to be and Maybe you're a PT listening to this and you've got a part-time job in a bar and you're part-time building your PT business. You don't really want to work in that bar. Like me, we and you get that. We've had jobs like that in the past. So you don't really want to be doing it. But how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're in the bar and you serve a shitty pint and you, you, your bar's all messed up and you don't really speak to people very nicely because, and your excuse is, well, I don't really want to be a barman. I'm not sure that's the right approach. <laughs> I think I think how you do something is how you do everything. I think some of that will actually end up transferring into your PT job as well. Because yeah, yeah. you'll just get sloppy. Yeah, I suppose it's about making what you do part of who you are. So if you see it as, I might not see myself as a bartender. My, I'm, I don't want to do that. But who I am is all these other things. And you've got to bring those other things to that. I think for me personally, the reason I've always wanted to do a good job and work hard as well is that if I don't do that, I just get bored. So yeah. It's just like a, a switch off. If I'm not going to, you know, if I'm not going to do it properly, I probably won't do it at all. <laughs> make the best of it. If you've got you know, two or three hours where you've got to be doing something, then make sure you do, do it as well as you can. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. it's about making it who you are rather than it being about a job. It's about who you are and who you want to show up as. Where we're probably trying to take this conversation is how how does that come into fruition? How do you actually make that a thing that happens almost automatically? And I think for me personally, it's probably a few things that we've talked about before. It comes back to having a bit of a, a vision for where your life might end up. You might not be there yet, but this is one step on that journey. And you know, it's yeah. about seeing not necessarily where you get into but who do you have to become to get Absolutely. to where you want to get to so i think that's part of it and then in order to remind yourself of that vision that's where you would use something like a daily check-in that we've talked about whether it's like a morning journal an evening journal or you know something like that that reminds you of that vision and sets your intentions for the day to make sure that you know your job today might be to serve pints for eight hours but you're going to do it with a certain level of 
integrity and intention that's in line with where you're going to get to and a, smile, and a smile on your face like yeah. this yeah. i'm going to repeat what you said at the start there because i think it's so important for people to hear especially if you're someone listening to this and you're not where you want to be right it's especially for those people it's not about getting to a certain place it's about who you're trying to become that's what it's all about and a lot of those things can change today a lot of them can change today so if you're in a job but you don't like right now or you're not in the exact position you want to be in, you can still do the things. You can still show up as the person you want to be today easily. You can change those things in an instant and just watch the transformation in your life when you start to do those things. So, yeah, just yeah. wanted to make and sure everybody heard that bit. And, again, I think what's funny about this is it is one of these things that sort of interlinks with what we do as a job. And intuitively, we understand this. So we understand that if someone wants to lose two stone, they need to start acting like someone that's two stone lighter today. Yes. They, don't get to, they don't get to be that person today. They don't yes. get there. But they have to start acting that way now. And by acting that way today, tomorrow – for a year yeah. they get there and that's we know that as trainers it's intuitive to us it makes sense but yes. sometimes we just don't see how that in, in you know how it interlinks with our life and other areas and stuff like that so yeah so you talked about journaling and having again those morning rituals and routines but doing that on a, on a morning making your bed like prepping your clothes and your food the night before so that you're ready to get up and go for it straight away little habits and rituals that that's about who you becoming not about know the job you're in so you as a person you want to be an organized prepared person no matter yeah. what you're doing yeah. yeah yeah and then in um, terms of like I, I i wrote down as well i don't know whether this was part of this or not paul but i wrote down like a little a little couple of strategies that i used to use like actually during my day i still do this now to some extent that you know if we all get to that point in the day where we might feel a little bit low on energy. We've been awake since whatever time. We might be doing a few sessions back to back or whatever, a few coaching calls, mentoring calls, blah, blah, blah. And I think I, I like to just use a few little mind tricks on myself and find energy from somewhere. And it's not always in a cup of coffee or something like that, but just little things like reminding yourself that, you know, this might be session number eight for you today. This might be your eighth session. But for the person that's about to turn up, it's their only session this week. Um, yeah. And it might actually only be the only time this week that they get to spend some time doing something they want to do around someone they like being with. And I think that's a lot of responsibility. I used to thrive on that responsibility. I still do now. I still think that to some degree, we can be the biggest impact on someone's life in their week. And so you, you can't see them as session number eight. You've got to see them as this is an important person. It's and their first session of the week or it's the one session yeah. that they really, really enjoy. And that's, that's what, that's what this, you signed up for. Yeah. And uh, you know, we always talk about state changes and um, I, mean, I had one yesterday in the car, a per piece of music came on and I was uplifted instantly. Like I just felt that little burst of energy and that better state of mind and that better physicality and finding little things throughout your day where you can stay on, in tune I was working with somebody the other day and they called it a window of tolerance. You're trying to stay within your window of tolerance all day. Sometimes you're below it and you feel a bit flat and sometimes you're above it and you're kind of out of control. What you're trying to do is stay within that window as often as possible throughout the day so that you get, you get your best version. And um, it's about learning your strategies for that and your personal strategies for that. Um, what keeps you in that window of tolerance? 
And like you said, it doesn't matter to the client whether it's your tenth or your first session; they don't care. They're turning up for a, you know, a good time. That's what they signed up for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's what you've promised up front. Like we said, we, we've already made that promise to them that this is what they're going to get. Definitely, definitely. You made a note on this. Uh, the last kind of bullet point we made on this was dealing with the client as you find them on that day. So, explain that a little bit more. Yeah. So. Again, it's sort of loosely related. And I know that a lot of this conversation was more around sort of managing yourself and things like that. But then I also think that sometimes we've got to remember that obviously we're human beings and we're dealing with other human beings. And I know that trainers quite often can be really, really stuck in in the mindset of we've got a plan to follow. Let's follow a plan. Let's do the plan. Let's complete the plan. And that's what the client needs. When we talked about the idea of doing a good job, I think part of that Obviously, there's loads of other things that go into it, but part of it is is accepting that you are working with humans. You've got to work with the person that turns up that day. You know, the Paul that turns up today for me to train might be different than the one that turned up last week. Something might have happened in the meantime, good or bad. Um, and we've either, we've either got to give him a bit more to do and use the energy he's got today, or we've got to hold back. What I'm saying is we've got to be flexible. We've got to, we've got to make sure that it's not just we're doing the same thing we always do because that's what, what that's what we do and that's what I've done with everyone else today. <laughs> yeah, Ted, right. Do you know what? I think that does beautifully tie into what we're talking about because it started as the idea in my head was um, when I wanted to do this, this episode was it was about getting across the importance of the boring things, which is never sexy, never is, right? And it was that message of if you do something once, great. You know, it's, it's not that hard to do. But if you do something consistently for 90 days, for a year, that's hard to do. Um, the tasks are simple, but it's difficult to stay consistent with it. And is there something that drives people to do that well? And is there something that people are missing when they're doing it sloppily and they're just not taking care of those little one percenters? And as coaches, the, but what you're talking about there is being present to me. Like when, you, when the client turns up, you don't know what mood they're going to be in and if you're not taking care of those boring things day to day, you're, you're underprepared, in my opinion. So you're not actually, you're, you're not spotting those signals that you're working with a human being. Are they in a good mood? Are they in a bad mood? You won't even be picking up on that because you're probably in, in your own head. Yeah. You're probably underprepared, unable to get out of your own head, not really concentrated on the client, knackered, haven't eaten today because you didn't prepare. And you're not able to spot that the client is in no mood to take on a full-on resistance session today and you don't change the session and therefore you lose the client. And it's these kind of, I guess that, that without knowing it, mate, you've tied that up really beautifully. Is that, that, that was the point of getting across the importance of the boring fundamentals every day is that they allow you to express the more creative stuff and, and probably the bits that we all love doing. Like I love having that challenge from a client when they come in and it's unpredictable. Like they just had a bad day. They're just not in the zone. How do you help them leave that session with a higher level of energy than when they came in? Can you do that on the fly? Like that to me is exciting. That's what you trained for. It's to be able to, to deal with that situation as it happens but I'm definitely less able to deal with that if I'm not taking care of myself and the boring stuff day to day. You know, if I'm only hitting three days out of seven with my boring tasks, chances are I'm not going to handle a client very well when they come in in that state. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. 
you're just not equipped and you don't you're not in those yeah. scenarios either you don't really have the answers if a, if a mentee was to say to me how do i get myself out of this rut and i'm not doing those things myself well my answer you're, is in, you're in a rut <laughs> i don't know i don't know yeah. you tell me <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're in a rut so you're not able to give any answers it's um so yeah i think that was that was something i wanted to get across and um i wanted to hopefully help people to see that it isn't just you know, we always talk about being getting a job that you're passionate about and everything but even if you're passionate about being a personal trainer and a coach and building a business in an industry that you're super excited about are there still boring things that you're going to have to do that you probably don't like doing yes yeah. right yeah. ask any successful person they will tell you yeah you still have to do boring shit like <laughs> like but you still got to write a, an article when you don't really want it You've still got to turn up and, and open the gym at 6 a.m. every morning when you don't really want to. It's got to be done. So you've got to figure out a way to do it to your absolute best each day. And I think if you start that as early as you can, wherever you are now, whatever position you're in, I think if you start practicing that now and um, working out your own personal strategies each day to make sure that you do those and you do them well, the more successful you're going to be. And I just want to remind everyone, we already do it. This is what I love about our industries. We already intuitively do these things and know these things. We turn up to the gym on the days we don't want to, and we still train. Yeah, exactly. Like, that comes naturally to us for some reason. It doesn't to other people, but but we just need to use those same strategies that we use around that in other areas of our life when it comes to building a business and stuff like that. A lot of these things we already do. We already understand. Yeah. We've just not tied those links together yet. Um, I think that's yep. something that's helped me over the years is seeing where I already do that in another area and just going, well, I already, I already am that person in one way. I just need to copy and paste it over there. You hit the nail on the head. I already am that person. So I just need to find a way to transfer that into something else. When somebody says, well, I'm no good at that. Well, you do already do that in a different area of your life. Sometimes people don't realize that you're already doing it. You're just not doing it in this bit. And it's just a case of transferring over what you do and that's all about identity that's all about yep. you identifying as somebody who who does those things and you'll quickly pick it up i think that's it for today nice short sharp episode i hope that was useful i know it was a bit of a random topic to begin with but the idea was there that you know, the little things are the big things and is it something you can practice or is it innate? Don't think we answered that question. And we said maybe it's a bit of both. Uh, but I think there's strategies to it. I think it's looking at those things as massively important and how, how big they pay off long term if you can start to do them well every day, not just every other day or every third day. I think the power of a topic like this, Paul, isn't necessarily giving people a to do, like, here's what to go and do. It's more an awareness. It's more a case of are yeah. you even aware of how good a job you do day to day and doing the, the like little, little shitty bits and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're not even thinking about them, then you're probably not. So Absolutely. Um, it's an awareness yeah. tool as much as anything. Just so the audience are aware, me and Paul were talking a little bit earlier. We do actually quite like these shorter episodes where it's just me and him sort of waffling on about something. So we, we will keep these type of episodes relatively short for you where we can. And then the longer episodes are probably going to be reserved for when we have a guest on and we do an interview and we'd like to go into a bit more detail and depth because we know that some of the stuff that we can do can get a bit heavy at times. So we'll keep, Absolutely. It, keep it shorter and sharper like this. 
Um, so yeah, that's everything, isn't it, for, for today, Paul? Good stuff. Yeah, I think we've we've covered that and done it a bit of justice. So uh, until next time, hope everybody does good, and we'll see you on the next episode. Oh,